welcome to Let's Just Talk About It. In this episode, we speak with Alice Whedon from the Miscarriage Association. She educates us about the various groups at hand to help during a miscarriage for both patients and their partners. Hello, Alice. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you with us today. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to come on the show. Oh, it was uh, really just uh, your wonderful organization and the fact that they put me in touch with you, I was really humbled. So let's get this going. Just for the audience and to have an introduction, could you tell us a bit about yourself, your professional background and where you live? I'm currently the communications manager at the Miscarriage Association, which is based, it's a national charity in the UK. We're based up in Yorkshire. I personally have always worked for charities, more recently working with kind of healthcare related charities in various different kinds of communication roles. So with the Miscarriage Association, I work on all types of things, whether it's our website, the print material that we provide, social media and broadcast media. Could you tell us a bit about the Miscarriage Association and maybe perhaps a brief history? The Miscarriage Association was formed back in 1982 and it was founded by a group of people who had experienced miscarriage and they felt that the, while the medical care they received was okay, the information and support they were provided with was really lacking. So that's why they formed the Miscarriage Association. And so to this day, we still provide support and information for people for anyone who's affected by miscarriage or ectopic pregnancy or molar pregnancy. And in addition to that, we do work to raise awareness and also to promote good medical care with health professionals. You've obviously highlighted what your purpose is. What kind of activities do you conduct around raising awareness in the UK? So we, well, starting off, we have our website, which people can go to, and we have all sorts of things on there to, to raise awareness, but also to provide that information and support. We have, from time to time, we are running campaigns. So with the awareness raising, we recently ran a campaign called Simply Say, and this was something that we felt was needed in order to try and give people an idea of what you can say to someone who has experienced pregnancy loss, maybe someone close to you. We know that people find it hard to talk about it because they don't know what to say. They're worried about saying the wrong thing or upsetting that person. And actually, this campaign was trying to tell people that it can be quite simple. So you could say something as simple as, I'm sorry for your loss, or even, I don't know what to say, or I'm here to talk if you want to talk. It's those kind of things that we're trying to get across. You know, we do other awareness raising that is more about trying to let people know about miscarriage and what happens and the impact of that. There's an annual event called Baby Loss Awareness Week, which happens in October every year. So we get involved in that with a lot of other charities um, for anyone affected by pregnancy loss. So there's also a, an awareness raising week called Baby Loss Awareness Week. And that happens every year from October. And it's a special time when people can remember baby's loss, so baby's loss in pregnancy, but also at or shortly after birth. And uh, we work together with lots of other charities to make that a special time to remember, but also a time to raise awareness with the wider public, get the discussion going, help people talk about baby loss, because it can be so difficult. We also have 
In terms of raising awareness, we have an amazing bunch of fundraisers. And they do, I think they often think a lot about the money that they're raising and a lot talk about how they use that experience as, as part of their coping of what's happened to them. But also they do this astonishing job of raising awareness. You know, they put on a t-shirt and they, and people will talk to them. You know, they kind of start the discussion themselves as well. So Alice, I just wanted to talk to you a bit about miscarriage itself and the loss around it. I personally have had my own experience with it and I was completely heartbroken. And uh, what shocked me after was how common it is and that people just don't talk about it. And you alluded to this in some of the information you shared with us. I mean, I don't want you to answer questions to the nature of human beings, but why do you think it is that we as a society shy away from talking about miscarriage? I think... There are a number of reasons. I think it's in itself a very sensitive topic. I think people can feel uncomfortable and embarrassed. It's very hard when you've gone through it. It's also hard if you've not gone through it to then talk about it. We find, I think, as Brits, we find death difficult to talk about anyway, even when it's something kind of more recognisable, you know, something you feel could happen to you if it's a parent or a grandparent. With baby loss, it's sort of hidden mm. and it becomes harder for that to be acknowledged. And it's, and also people have, has a different impact on people. So it's kind of hard to know how to comfort someone, how to have that conversation with them sometimes. And I think that it's about getting these things just more openly talked about and for people to feel that they can open up. Mm -hmm. and feel comfortable if they want to talk not everyone does no but for those who do you know making that a more i don't you know, i was going to say comfortable experience and it's always going to be a difficult experience but being able to talk about it can really really help people that's true but having said that i almost feel like sometimes even in my own life just being given permission to do something takes a bit of pressure off and i'm able to open up you know and i think it's difficult for the people asking and the people going through it. And I think when we give each other permission to actually talk about it, it makes things a little more manageable. Nothing makes it easier, but manageable. Now, I understand also from you know, the people I've been speaking to that everyone's reaction to miscarriage is quite different. And there is obviously the element of everyone reacts to grief very differently. And there's somehow an element of guilt and blame that sort of comes into the equation. And I don't know if it's something women naturally do because they are carrying the child or partners feel because they're the other parent. But what would you say to someone that is carrying a certain amount of guilt or blame about miscarriage and how they could deal with that? I think you've touched on something really important. I think it's something that um, we hear a lot. We know a lot of women feel like that, that they, it seems to be sort of a natural reaction to wonder what could you have done to have prevented it happening. And it can be such a terrible time and made so much worse when you're guilt ridden. And that kind of response is something that I think when you're able to talk to other people who've been through something similar or maybe read a story that resonates, I think it's that kind of thing that can really help with those kind of really complicated, difficult feelings. But it's also 
you know, I've heard, I've heard, you know, a story where it's when you're getting good sensitive care from healthcare professionals so that that guilt is kind of taken out of your head from the get-go and being given permission to deal with your other feelings and acknowledge those and know that it's normal whatever you're feeling actually and that you're most likely you will find other people who have felt the same or who are feeling the same. I think yes I think you're absolutely right it's a very common response and we all need to acknowledge that and also realize that it's not going to be easy to deal with the emotion but we have to sort of give ourselves a pass and give ourselves the benefit of the doubt when we find ourselves in that situation just because of how common it is and how common it is in the UK the other thing i wanted to uh, just talk to you about or you know hear from you about was how people generally cope with the situation also because in my case for instance i chose to go away be by the seaside and just taken that energy and i started writing and journaling a lot and meditating a lot would you say it's important to take time out you know our busy lives when we're struck by something like this you know i think what's really important is to do what you think is right and what helps you what helps your partner and your response was absolutely what you needed and the hard thing is lacking in any kind of recognized ritual so we have funerals people when they die when they're older and and it's not something that you instantly know what you're going to do if you've lost your baby you've had mis- had a miscarriage and whether that means you get away and you take some time or maybe people mark decide decide to mark their loss in some way whether it's a personal private thing with their partner or something more public whether it's planting a tree or having something in the house maybe a keepsake in the house and on our website on the miscarriage association website we have something called stars of remembrance where people can online put a star up and put a message up for their the babies that they've lost and i think it's such a personal thing isn't it but it's also hard to find what's right for you to acknowledge in the way that you want to do that for what feels right for you but we do see such a mixture of of what people can do and you also touched upon something quite important about partners it's so important for us not to forget our partners when we're going through anything in life really but especially this if you're the one carrying the child I I understand you offer support to partners as well the miscarriage association in particular absolutely and they and they often will get sidelined whether it's point of healthcare professionals kind of ignoring them or friends and family just not thinking of them and it's not necessarily done from a bad place but they often take that role of being strong and supportive and their partner is going through something very physical or has gone through something very physical and they feel they're trying desperately to just do what they can to help and often you know male partners want to say stay strong and silent and and it's finding that moment when they can maybe talk about it and release and you know they're often very very worried about their partner but it's so incredibly important for them to be able to talk and to be acknowledged and recognized as well and a simple thing you know when people are asking how their friend is or their family member just remembering to ask about the partner you know can make the world a difference not not just to the partner actually but to the to the woman as well to know that the partner's being looked after too 
with our website materials and our and our helpline and the support that we offer absolutely is open for partners as well and it's not something we want to be forgotten as well as other other family members and and we try to provide support and information for friends who might not know what to say or understand what's happened to their friend. How can people reach you? Is there a phone number that you prefer or is there an email? The website quite easy to navigate? Yeah, so the, so the website is miscouchassociation.org.uk and on there there's a wealth of information and support. There's, there are videos and personal stories and information in the leaflets. There is also a helpline. So that is available over the phone and on email. You know, you don't have to, because sometimes we're a bit scared to pick up the phone and talk to someone, but we talk about absolutely anything. But email is also absolutely fine if people want to contact us like that. We also have different kind of private kind of forums and groups. So we have a forum that's based on the website where people can log in and then they can be anonymous and they can talk to other people who have shared experiences. And then we have Facebook private closed Facebook groups. One of those is a general group and the other one is specifically for people who are pregnant following a loss, which can be a really anxious time and that's a special space for those people to be able to to talk about their feelings and share their experiences together. And those groups, I think they really help provide some comfort, you know, and, and particularly on Facebook, you know, at all times of the day. And we're UK based, but we have a lot of other people who get involved on those on those forums as well. I think that that's really important that once you've had a miscarriage and you're pregnant again, to have support for that group, because that would be the category I fall under. And I'm so glad you told me today there's someone I can talk to about it. It's just that it's such an intimate thing, having a baby inside you. You know, it's the closest thing you could, I don't know, come to when it comes to your own humanity and our race, that people need a lot of care And at the same time, we seem to be shying away from it. So it's so good to be having these discussions. You mentioned this idea of feeling less alone. I just wanted to touch upon that. Could you tell us where and why that sort of comes about very often in the work that you do? I think that this is, I think it all comes back to people finding it difficult to talk about. So we quite often find that that people even if they do know about miscarriage and they, even if they do know the statistics actually can feel really quite shocked that it's happened to them because it's not easy to talk about and they may not have talked to people about it before it suddenly makes you feel like you're the only one who's going through it and it's not until you kind of hear those other stories of something that really resonates and feels similar and perhaps at that point actually realize how alone you had felt in it and it's hard to know where to go, I guess, as well. So in those moments, even if it was easily talked about, in those moments of it happening, wondering where on earth to get more support and more information to go through something that, you know, quite understandably may be feeling incredibly distressing. And that's why we see when people, when people come to us and read the stories and, sit and you know, join the groups, actually pick the phone up and talk to us. It can really help, maybe not ease that situation, but it just provides that support and a listening ear. You know, I think that's so important and I'm glad we brought it up. The other aspect that I wanted to just talk to you about was some of my research suggested there are a lot of women, young women in university and even in school that have to or choose to go through a miscarriage or an abortion in that case or have a miscarriage. Uh, with an unplanned pregnancy and 
because it's such a shocking thing for the family and for the child effectively in this case or the young adult they don't really deal with it and then later on in their life when they have their first child or you know they're faced with motherhood it brings up all of these pent up emotions that they've been carrying around their entire life i think the subject of miscarriage covers so many different quarters and across the population in so many different ways that people just need to be aware that these emotions don't go away they stay with you and they need to be healed and they need to be dealt with so i just wanted to you know briefly bring, bring that up as well and the thing with miscarriage is that it doesn't matter if it's your first pregnancy your third your fourth your fifth you carried it to term you know one of the nurses was explaining it to me that the loss is the same it really doesn't matter i mean obviously if you carry a baby to term and it is not successful as a birth the loss is greater but she said the reaction from the woman is the same you know and it's 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 just astounding to to learn of that there are so many considerations and going back to to young people who experience miscarriage this is something that we found actually was was lacking in a sort of dedicated support for people who are younger and we responded to that a couple of years ago and provide a section on our website that was developed with young people who had experience with a leaflet and some pages on the website as well so that we could speak a little bit more directly to them and what might you know the feelings they may be experiencing um because they are younger and often in that situation they may be met with think with comments that are trying to, i guess to be helpful and comforting but that can be quite hurtful but because they are young they're told well at least you you've got time to have more that kind of thing and it's them having to deal with those feelings and as you saying feelings can become very pent up and and come back later on because they've they've not thought about it and try to push it aside we are also here for people who may have had a loss a long time ago and want to talk about it now and i know that it can from personal experience you can be in your 70s and still find it incredibly distressing it's something that affects everybody differently and we need to remember that but but it can cause such distress for such a long time i think it just keeps bringing me back to the fact that we should just talk about it you know it's something that's shared it's our shared pain it's part of our humanity and we have each other to lean on so we should just talk about it and then a lot of the pain becomes easier to deal with i mean this topic is so sensitive and you know there's so much to cover but if there's anything we've discussed that hasn't covered things you'd like to highlight you know any advice or tips or anything you'd like to offer to someone listening in who's had a miscarriage or going through it please do share them with us i think one of the most important things that we'd really like people to think of is that there are people who can listen to you that you're not alone and whether that's talking or whether it's is reading you know something that can help you through it is there and our website is there and there, there is other support out there and that feeling of being alone and trying to go through it alone you don't have to do that it's very very hard and thinking back to those the different situations people are in and the different considerations and being pregnant after loss 
deciding whether to try again, whether not to try again. These are all part of you know going through from having that loss or losses there are so it's not kind of a moving on and and i won't be affected directly by it again it's actually going through so many other stages quite often for other people so i think something that people don't often think about with the miscarriage association if they don't know much about us already is that we're not just here to to provide information if you're having a miscarriage or you're worried about having a miscarriage but actually we can be there to support all the way along anything that might affect you so when you've maybe had one a long time ago or maybe you've had one and you're thinking about trying again which can be a really difficult time you know you may want to take some time you may want to try and fill that void very quickly which can be anxiety ridden and it might be a mixture of those things and then if people are pregnant again it's that can be incredibly worrying and very different from previous pregnancies if they've gone well Yeah, I mean, I wish I had known about you guys when I found out. I mean, every week going back to the clinic, not finding that heartbeat there was just, oh my God, it was so nerve-wracking. I just could not bear it, you know? And then the, the other thing is when you're pregnant, the usual devils that you turn to for comfort, like a glass of wine or in my case, a cigarette, are banned and so you're kind of left with all this <laughs> this worry and you just don't know what to do with it and it's so good to know about you existing for anyone who's just found out who's listening in please get in touch with the miscarriage association don't make my mistake don't need to do this alone there's a lot of support out there for you so i think i think that brings us to the end of this episode alice thank you so so much it's just amazing to have you here i think it's going to help so many couples so many women single people going through it and i really want to thank you no thank you thank you so much